Woodhouse Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is bringing you more power, capability, and savings with the full lineup of new Ram trucks during the Black Friday sales event going on all month long. Lease a 2024 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn for $429 per month. Visit our two convenient metro locations in Blair or Bellevue or online anytime. Lease for 42 months, 10,000 miles per year with approved credit. Tax title license extra. $2,500 down plus first payment and $299 doc fee to its signing. Example stock number BC230242. Offer expires 1130-2023. See dealer for details. Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. Uh, 402-558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Get in early so we can answer your questions, get to that calls. See what uh, help you fix that car. Try to get you in a direction to help you fix that call. This is an interactive call-in show where uh, you call in with the questions. We give you the top few answers and uh, try to like again try to head you in the right directions. We are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, uh, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. You pass by us, stop in, see us. We'll help you get your car fixed. You know if you don't catch us here, and of course you're listening now, but. You know, if you can't listen on a weekend, we're, you know, we podcast. So this all gets pushed over to a podcast. You can find it on the iHeartRadio media or your favorite local uh, podcasting service. Just check the Mr. Mechanic and uh, find us, get back issues. Maybe you heard yourself on the radio and uh, can't remember what we said. Uh, want to hit the rewind? Hit the rewind. Yes. Maybe uh, you're going on a road trip here for the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah. Why not just load your Spotify or you know iHeartRadio account up? Yeah, we're busy. Everybody's busy. Might got to catch Listen up to on it, that. Depending on how far you're going, I mean, geez, yeah. you could probably hear every episode <laughs> how about that. <laughs> yeah, for as long as you can stand it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and we we uh, here's an article that I kind of went through, and we went over this just a little bit a while back. But it's kind of interesting to put a number to it. Um, if you don't, if you don't recall that all the EVs out there that they're having problems, kind of you know that everybody's having trouble kind of selling them and and uh, strike and this that and the other kind of hurt them. But three point eight billion over seven years is what it's going to cost for the automakers to put AM radio in the EV cars because hmm. they don't want AM radio in the EV cars because all that static messes with it and they would just soon not deal with it because they want hmm. nice and quiet and all that comes with that. But we got to have AM radio, don't we? I mean, what, what would we do on a Saturday morning? Yeah. You're never going to get your AM or your yeah. Tesla fixed if you can't call us, listen what, to us on the show. What would you do throughout the, throughout the week? We know we got weather and road conditions and, uh, you know, storm, all that kind of stuff. Everything. You, you don't tune to your local FM station because they're just 
Yeah. Automatic. They're not going to give you the news. This place is manned. We got people here. That, yeah. We're here. This is live. We're not doing this. Uh, <laughs> we're not doing this via our rocking chairs at all. But anyway, it's it's interesting. That's probably part of the reason they want to get rid of it. But so uh, I mean, for years, I mean, cars have been they've been trying to do away with. AM radio noise because I mean you get a fair amount of static with AM and certain things interfere with it. I mean remember Corvette had to cover their distributor with this metal box. Yeah. So you could listen to AM radio. Yeah, you put a coffee can sized resistor in there and it all went away. That's what we yeah. all did. Nothing to I mean yeah. it worked great. You think yeah, you're right. You think the technology would have caught up with that. Yeah, I think that we. I think. That but everything being electronic, so these if, people are just being lazy. I mean, there's a way around this. <laughs> I don't disagree with and that. I can prove it. Just give me enough time, and <laughs> pot of coffee. So, I'll figure it out. So you're, you know, for example, does your car steer great when you're on FM radio? As soon as you turn into AM radio, it wants to make left turns. I mean, uh, there's got to be some noise uh, mm. involved in that. With everything being electronic now, it's you know maybe there's just too much. I don't know. Hmm. But they, you know, they're all kind of. They don't want to do it, but well, they'd better. Yeah, yeah. It's too much large scale. Last guy you want writing a letter to you is me. <laughs> yeah, some somebody's upset from that too. Yeah, that's for sure. So it's you know we start to see uh, it's about time that you notice your your windshield wipers. I noticed the other day aren't aren't working very good because all the frost on the window. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't scrape that. You've got to. Why you put in the good heavy duty window washer fluid, yeah, the de-icer fluid, Absolutely. so that you can use your, yeah, wiper blades. And then when they get frozen to the windshield, then you rip them off, and the arms hit the window, That's bust something. the window, and uh, windows aren't cheap anymore. Holy moly, they are not. We did one the other day that was had heads up display and every, all that stuff to it was fifteen hundred dollars for a windshield. Hmm. And you have to have all that. Well, you don't have to have all that stuff if you don't want it to work. Some of your stuff to work, but gotta have it. Gotta have it. Came with it. If you have, if you have a heads-up display, it's it's a neat thing not to have to look down. You can just kind of look at the windshield, and there it is. But yeah, people don't. A lot of people overlook the options in cars and how useful they actually are. Very much. And I'm dealing with that right now. With a, I restored an old car for a guy old truck because mm-hmm. you know he wanted an old truck and he's like i just want to make this my daily driver and it's going to be great and this and i'm going to sell the new crap i got about a month after he got it just, i'm keeping it but i'm keeping the old the new car too yeah the <laughs> old one fun for the weekend it is fun for, for the weekend and it's it's uh it's to be a daily driver it, it's going to take a lot of maintenance and they did take a lot of maintenance back oh, yeah. in the all the way up till now. I mean, they they, just, they started getting very dependable in the last 15, 20 years maybe. But, you know, in the 70s and 80s, 50s, 60s, all that kind of stuff. It was a job to it, it was start constant. that car and move it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 50s and 60s, points and plugs every six months, every six months, every six months, all the time. That's just, just the choke twice a year. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got so spoiled with being able just to start the car. It runs. We warm up and we go out and get in it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do that anymore. No. Yeah, you, you do that with a carburetor. Next thing you know, it's screaming at nine thousand RPM. Been there. When you went back out after it's warming up and the <laughs> the temperature's over to hot and things are smoking and yeah, it's it's just touch the gas and open the choke and down we go. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Absolutely. Uh, here's an interesting milestone. Uh, Toyota just sold over 300 million vehicles, and they started off in August of 1935, and that's that's an impressive mm. feat to go that quick that fast. Uh, the Corolla is the, the best-selling nameplate in Toyota's lineup. Uh, they sold 50 million units of that. That's a lot. Yeah. Because usually the the uh, you get some sort of nameplate to it, and it, it goes along and does just fine. And next thing you know, something goes bad, and it has to go away. Mm-hmm. Like the Pinto, for example. I mean, the Pinto, it just was, as soon as it caught fire, it was like, we can't get rid of that quick enough. We can't go back. You know, as we have not gone back to the Pinto, we haven't named anything the Pinto again. Yeah, give it time. I mean, the Maverick just came back. Well, I notice a lot of electric cars are taking on uh, the old badge plates that mm-hmm. that uh, were gone. You know, the it, there's just, just a whole bunch of them. You remember when Ford changed the Taurus over to the to the other name? What was a uh, Fairlane 500? Fairlane, 500. yeah, the the Ford Fairlane 500 mm-hmm. sales dropped off the the, the cliff completely off the cliff the next year oh, sure. and it's the same car they just put they just got rid of the Taurus name and then they all of a sudden for whoa what happened here yeah and the Taurus kind of they made it the Taurus x and it was that crossover suv mm-hmm. thing and i had a great brand name and uh they just decided somebody decided they needed to get rid of it and they did went to uh fair lane 500 which is an old 60s mm-hmm. car that Ford had. and uh, They were great back then. The Fairlanes were a cool car. It was only for like a, a year or so before they brought the Taurus right back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden sales went skyrocketing just the other way. They, everybody thought it was a new car, but it wasn't. It was just a, it was just a new yeah, name same thing, plate. different sticker. Yeah, <laughs> same thing, different sticker. And, and the original Tauruses were kind of terrible, but as they went on, they, they uh, really worked out the bugs and it became a really good car. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I don't think they make them so much anymore, but the later model Taurus is, if you're looking around for a later model car and, and you happen across the Taurus, um, it, it, you know, it's a good car. As long as it, it's been well kept, they just haven't had much problem. So so you were mentioning 1935 and Toyota. And those were two things that I didn't think went together. I'm looking these things up. They're kind of a cool car. Yeah, kind of a utility kind of. Uh, Something the uh, the street vendor would have kind of looks like, and some uh, yeah. they got a little bit of everything. They got a truck, yeah, yeah, they got it all, yeah, yeah. Let's chop the top on that guy, you know. And they made yeah, <laughs> and they made some good quality. To, I mean, to somebody's got to be hot rodding these things somewhere. You would think you would. Well, that's what they have all the the GRs for, and the, those new fast Corollas and the Supras and. Uh, well, I want to take that drive t- train and put it in that car. I wonder that, if I can do that. that I wonder would be if it's, nice. I wonder if it's all like interchangeable, you know, like the small block Chevy. Mm, well, everything. their claim to fame was that straight six cylinder that they had, and uh, with the super motor and the, the yeah, Land yeah, Cruiser, yeah. it was just indestructible motor. Things That's went, a big old heavy engine. It though. is a big old heavy <laughs> engine, but. Man, was it built good the first time around. Like the small block Chevy was, you know. Unstoppable for Unstoppable years. for so many years. So, yeah. 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 We'll talk about more of that. The, the, Toyota's got a new model line out uh, coming out. We'll talk a little bit more of that after 
after the break here. All right, 558-1110 the numbers to get in. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Are you a mechanic who just doesn't feel like a mechanic anymore? Yeah, yeah. Do you find yourself unable to last as long under the hood? Uh-huh. That's right. Or are you just not interested in rotating tires anymore? Hell yeah. I'd go weeks and weeks without doing an oil change. The car would come in and just sit there and of course we'd look at each other. I knew what was expected of me being a mechanic and all, but I just wasn't in the mood. Does this sound like you? Yes! Well, you might be suffering from MD or mechanic dysfunction. But now, thanks to science and wasted grant money, there's hope for millions of mechanics around the world, which is why we're proud to introduce Mechanic All, the medically unproven answer to mechanic dysfunction. After I took Mechanic All, I felt like a new mechanic. I was rotating tires and changing oil faster than ever before. I was even finishing before the car was even off the jack. Millions of mechanics around the world are finding their love for lug nuts again. All thanks to Mechanical. So what are you waiting for? If you're a mechanic in need of a little ignition to spark your passion for brake pads, try Mechanical. And your lady will love it. Disclaimer, this drug has not been tested or approved by any credible source, and I would highly recommend not taking it. The Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Visit us online at buchananservice.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton are right here, weekdays from 11 to 2, on News Radio 1110 KFAB. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 is the numbers to get in so we can get that question answered for you. But we don't have any questions yet. I don't know. Somebody uh, call. Somebody will call. Oh, yeah. Somebody will call. Somebody calls every week. Somebody's got a problem. You were talking a little bit about Toyota. Toyota's got a new IMV0. Um, it's basically a uh, truck okay. with a little box on it. Completely convertible. Um, it's they want it to go for anywhere from from what I can read anywhere from like ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, budget vehicle. Uh, very, very budget. Um, so it's a convertible truck. No, no screens, a- no radio, no tachometer. Uh, basically nothing. But it's a convertible. Uh now it's just a little the uh, you know two door. Hard top kind of pickup, just like your standard cab truck, kind of smaller, like a Tacoma kind of thing. But you can you can lift it up in the air. You can put big tires on it. You can put a flatbed box on it, and, and so the sides fold down. You can put a regular box on. You know, folds up. Box. So it's like a Lego kit, kinda, kinda. Okay. Yeah, you can customize it to anywhere from uh, you know your roving mechanic to the gardener. And everything in between. They just want to make it utilitarian. Maybe golf course, you know, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. So they're, they're I don't know if they're bringing it to the United States yet, but that's uh, still. I've been seeing a fair amount of like these Mitsubishi small cab over trucks, like that zoos have. Yeah, I've seen a fair amount of those driving around town. They're, yeah, Honda's got one too. Yeah, they're all right hand drive. Subaru's got one. Mitsubishi had one. I mean, they've. I've seen a few different ones. I've seen a van that's one of those. It's like a micro van. It mm-hmm. only seats two people. I've, I've seen that running up and down the street. And 
<laughs> Interesting. I mean, cool. I mean, more power to these people for finding something unique. But yeah, yeah, it's just about uh, who's going to fix it. Be, and and not oh some, yeah, maybe you could find somebody to fix it. It's more about the parts. Yeah, any parts coming from overseas. I mean, those are right hand drive strictly. It gets kind of overseas. Tough. Yeah, technology. What's the best? Uh, what's the best vehicles in the United States? The best selling vehicles in America by state. This is an interesting. So, you've only got, for the most part, you got Chevrolet, Ford, Rav Four, mm. Ram, and others. So, we're we're in the middle of Nebraska. We're we're kind of Chevrolet. I can see that. Uh, Ford um, is like South Dakota and Kansas and Colorado. Chevrolet is basically North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri. That's that, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, move to your market, people. Arkansas. Here's, here's an interesting one. GMC Sierra, the most sold down in Arkansas. Hmm. RAV4. This was... Uh, you know they're all kind of on the east coast, Maryland, um, Illinois, d- just some other ones there. Uh, mm. Ram, Ram is Nevada. The most sold is Nevada and Wyoming. Wyoming's a little surprising to me. Well, I mean, if you sold fifty trucks, <laughs> there's yeah. nobody there, so it wouldn't take much to do that. Um, Tesla is in California. Well, that would stand to reason. I, I, I get that. And, uh, Hawaii's. I know Alaska's Ram, too. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, the only one, and I thought this was kind of New Jersey. What do you suppose New Jersey is? You're not going to get it. Honda CRB. That's the most sold in that particular. Here I, I am over here thinking of Italian cars. <laughs> that's kind of what I was saying. <laughs> well, these are all American cars. So, uh, that's that's it's just it's an interesting kind of uh, GMC in Arkansas that 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 seemed to me to be more of a uh, somewhere else I don't know where somewhere else but you know your F yeah like they must sell a lot of you know the when F-C- I think of Arkansas I don't think of the most prestigious line of truck <laughs> I don't either. and I I don't mean that as a derogatory thing like deliberately but just figuratively I guess mm-hmm. but I just don't. Mm-hmm. That would be the last one I would pick. Hawaii is the Toyota Tacoma. Of course, they don't got much room over there. You need something yeah. pick up and small. Toyota Corolla is the Florida. Okay. It's just you know the numbers don't lie. I mean that's they're going off of registrations that. Uh, sure. When you what about just, like Michigan, Wisconsin, Great Lakes area? Uh, Michigan F one F one fifty. Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, Chevrolet. Okay. RAV4 right in the middle of Illinois. I don't know. I did, that was just a very interesting. Yeah. Eye-opening. It was eye-opening. A little I knowledge kinda, there. You know, we all never would have got. No, we all know that, that Ford sells the most trucks that have been doing it forever as far as the F-150 goes. I When I looked at that, that stat, I thought they were going to dominate everybody. But mm-hmm. they don't. They dominate certain certain states. Fleets. Yeah, Ford they, is a fleet vehicle yeah, manufacturer, yeah, yeah. Right. and that's their claim to fame, and they're good at it. Yep. I yep. mean, they make trucks for fleets. Yeah. 
And and you're right. That's in depending on where that particular business is that needs fleets. That's certainly uh, yeah, boy, can really go up there. They're waiting by the phone. <laughs> well, I I figured Montana would be Ram. If it was Yellowstone, they should be able to sell the heck out of Rams up there. Yeah, but that's not think. the way. That's not the way it works. And I mean, they got what's his name as the spokesperson. What's, <laughs> what's his name? Sam Elliott. Oh yeah, there yeah, you go. You get that guy behind it. <laughs> Kyle, I know you were looking for a new car the other day. Mm-hmm. What'd you find me? How oh, I found you, pristine. Uh, the Peterson Automotive Museum. You you know that's out in California. I think sure. you've probably been there. I've been there. If you've been out in California, gotta go. They're they're great cars in, in L.A. Um, they're selling one of their cars. They don't do this very often, but they're but they're selling it. Um, I imagine they want to make room for something else. And and why wouldn't you? Um, it's I'm a on the edge of my chair right now. It's a 2000 Plymouth Neon going up for auction. Yep, yep, I know. I, I contain, sorry, guys, I just had to take a minute there to get my wallet yourself. out. <laughs> it's got six miles on it, six miles. So apparently, somebody thought this was, um, you know, it's only been started a handful of times. It has fuel, oil, battery. You know, it's it's ready to go. It's ready for sale. I mean, they. You know, with the Plymouth Neon, they only started a handful of times. (laughs) That's it. That's all you got. (laughs) It's a one-time use only car. (laughs) I find it interesting, and we've talked about this before, but I find it interesting when we know you know go somewhere. You know, you travel and you go to a different state, mostly a southern states, and all those cars up here that died. And and the neon is one of them that died. Thank God. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. They died, and then you go to somewhere like New Mexico or Arizona or Texas, and it's like you can buy them in bulk. You can buy them in bulk, and and those poor people are still working on them, and uh, they're just yeah. It was a cheap car. It, it got you by. It did what it did. Yeah, I, I don't know what you expect when you when you buy something for nine or eleven thousand bucks. If you don't, take, I don't even think they were that. I think they were like seven or eight. If you don't take care of it, it's just going to fall apart. And every they, every line has one of those cars. You know, even to well, even if you took care of the neons, they still fell apart. Well, I know. <laughs> yeah, the, the head gasket went out of them. You just looked at them funny. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mister Mechanic Show. Five five eight eleven ten is the number to get in. We'll be back in a bit. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 is the numbers to get in. Let's head over into the calls. We got Larry with a 23 Ram diesel. Larry, what's going on? Yeah, I had the uh, check engine light come on about a week and a half ago. I took it into the dealer and they said there was uh, an issue, maybe an issue with the depth system. Well, after I took it to the dealer, two days later, the check engine light went off. Do I still need to take this thing in, or do I just forget it? Well, did they give you any kind of code or definition for what's happening with it? or No, they just said something with the depth system. Uh, he probably told me, and it was more technical than I could. Sure. Then I understood, I... <laughs> basically. You know, these new vehicles now are pretty smart and kind of know exactly when something's wrong and when something's not. Everything has to work in a certain parameter of every sensor has to work within a parameter. So it might be just a 
computer glitch. It might be something that a sensor was out of range, but more than likely, if it went out two days afterwards and it hasn't been back on, I think I would wait until such time as it came back on on a permanent basis, at least more than a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of time, after a while, it, it's going to erase that code because it doesn't necessarily see that. You can go into nowadays cars have a different, we talk about modes on scanners that can go into and find out permanent codes. I think you were talking about that. Mode 10. Mode 10. You can get in, and those are codes that they can't erase. So they could probably okay. even go back in and see it later on. But if it's my car and light went out, I would, and you didn't cover it with any stickers or a business card, I would think no. that. <laughs> well, a lot, of people, a lot of people cover that stuff so they don't see the lights on the dash. I see it all the time. Got a picture, oh, yeah. Got, no. a, got a picture perfectly placed over top of a bunch of lights, and you pull the pull the picture back and it's like oh there's like, a christmas tree going on so no larry i I, no. think I would hang out yeah just keep your death full i like to know what i like to know what's going on because I, I i depend on my cars I, I yeah i fix them every time some buzzer goes off i agree i agree they're they're valuable to what you use them for but just kind of keep them keep an eye on the deaf you've got a, a, a deaf level usually it'll tell you if it's getting low and uh maybe it was just a, a glitch it's too new for any any major problems no, at depth, this point? The, the depth system's full. I feel it when it gets halfway down every yeah. time. I don't know that much about diesel trucks. This is the first first one I've had, and I've only had it for four months. So yeah. it's kind of a learning process for me, too. Yeah, well, um, it needs the depth to run and run right for mission controls. So, yeah, just keep it full till the light comes on. Again. Maybe it never will. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Appreciate, okay. appreciate the call. All right, we're going to head over to Dennis. Dennis has got a Ford Transit. Dennis, what's going on? Big or small Transit? Well, I, I actually I don't have one. I wanted your advice on uh, I'm looking to buy one, one of the small ones. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I've always driven a large van uh, for my construction business, but I'm retired, and, and I wanted to downsize, I guess. And I uh, never had any experience with the, the Ford Transit or... I guess other companies have made the same type of vehicle, but as I understand it, they've all quit making them. Mm-hmm. They have. What is your input as to, uh, you know, I'd be glad to, I want to look for a used one, but I don't, uh, which one do you think would be a good one to look for? Yeah, I don't know why they've stopped making everything. Maybe it has to do with the uh, pandemic and something else, or something else is coming down the line, but yeah, I mean... Ram had one, a little city, Ram City, and that was mm-hmm. not Small a yeah, version the, of the ProMaster. Yeah, then, they're still around. Um, you know, I, I we've serviced a lot of them through the fleets that we have, and I guess my opinion is that if you abuse it, if you're easy on it and drive it normal, it, it's a pretty good car. Certain years of these had issues with the transmissions that would cause a lot of issues yep. in the small ones only. Brakes. A lot of wheel bearings, front wheel bearings go bad all the time in these things, mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. and they're press in and out wheel bearings. Um, interior wise, I think they've been you they're know, they're pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty straight down. Yep, I mean, straightforward. You're not going to get a luxury down. version of it. No, not a lot of problems. I think you have more problems in the uh, in in the normal things underneath the hood, underneath the car, wheel bearings, things of that nature, but. I have noticed that that some of the fleets that we have that take K 
care of what they have and, and really have the same person driving it all the time, they're, they're a pretty solid vehicle. If it, if you have, yeah, and that goes with any vehicle, but if you just, everybody drives it and don't care about it, it just kind of gets beaten up. But there are some cars that no matter who drives it, it just keeps running. It doesn't, yeah. you know, so I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. The, uh, Try to find the best one you can, but Kyle's right. They have a few transmission problems, not a lot of an engine problems. They always seem to be pretty good. Pretty durable engine. Yeah. Valve covers I mean, leak a little bit. Plugs go bad. The valve cover gets warped, but that's with anything with uh, it's, a They're plastic all plastic. Vessel. Any yeah. vehicle, you're going to potentially have those issues. I'd say your bigger transits uh, have been very good also. They're kind of boxy and kind of ugly, but uh, they do what you need. You get the V6 engine. Yeah, which has been a very good durable engine. Transmission. Oh, a Duratec engine, yeah. Yeah, and and the transmission's been very durable on the bigger ones. The the downfall with that is they got all captured rotors and uh, and brakes. So I don't know why that they thought they had to go back to uh, a rotor that's captured, which you know means that you can't just slip it on, slip it off, and put a new one on. Now you got to spend hours just try to get the rear. Rear rotors off the thing, so and the front. So, hope that answered well, your question. I, yeah, I appreciate the uh, help there. I, I just thought there might be a lemon in the group, and I wanted to stay away from that one. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. It, it seems like everybody's going to need a van at some point. That the van market's not going away. I, I don't. Yeah. know I don't know why. Contractors, or, painters, any tradesmen. Yeah. I mean, they all had vans. Unless we all go to a some sort of SUV, but yeah, I don't know. But most of the contractors around here drive pickups, and I don't understand why. A van uh, is so handy to keep your materials in and lock them up. Yeah. 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 And nobody knows. It's just a built-in trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, just, just try to – just go ahead. I appreciate your help. Yeah, just try to find the best one you can with the lowest miles on there and uh, in, in the best shape. That's That's really what it is. I appreciate okay. the call, Dennis. You betcha. Thank you. You bet. Yeah, you know, Kyle, I don't, uh, and maybe that's why Toyota's coming out with the utility thing that you can just kind of go. But, yeah. you know, they don't have a van. There's a lot of people that just don't have vans or don't get in that market. You know? Toyota never really did the work van kind of deal. No. Honda didn't do it. Uh, I've seen plenty of them converted mm-hmm. inadvertently, more or less, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the hoarder van. That's what that is. That's not mm-hmm. the... You're following it down the highway, and there's paint coming out the back of it. And, uh, <laughs> well, once you spill one bucket of paint, it now becomes a work van, don't it? Yeah. You, Those are not, the rules. You're not getting it out of the carpet. All right. We're going to take a quick break of the Mr. Mechanic Show. We'll be back in a minute. Okay, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. We're going to shoot right back into the calls. We've got John with an 07 Saturn. John, what's going on today? Well, uh... I got an 07 Saturn, and I fool around with cars uh, just enough to know I get in trouble, and I'm in trouble now. That's why I'm calling you. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I bought the 2000. It's got 148,000 miles on it, and I and the nothing worked in the dash, so I went down to that place that I go all the time where you take the dashes. You can take it cars out. Yeah. And uh, and I got a new. When put it in there, everything works except the odometer. It still says the same mileage. 
how do I change that back so at least it works? I'm not worried about the car's mileage. Well, uh, how do you roll the odometer back? It's kind of what you're saying. No, how do you, do you get it working? Oh, the, the uh, well, it's all so on a Saturday. Isn't that digital? That's digital, isn't yes, it? it? Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, That's going to be. You don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah, and, and, and once it's done, it's done, right? It's done, yeah, because it's all pretty. Well, it's all well. You can go down yeah. and find yourself another one. If you got you got another one down there, t- tell them that one don't work because I can't see. So the do mileage. you get any display out of it at all? Will it show you? Oh a yeah, number? It, it work. everything mm. works except for the odometer. Okay, well, uh, but will it show you a mileage? It shows a mileage, okay. and but it, as you drive it, it won't change from like it says four fifty seven. It won't change to four fifty eight. Right. I don't see the problem. It, Keep those low miles. Yeah. So that that's all reading off of an output speed sensor that's coming off the transmission. So my guess yeah. is that if the transmission is shifting properly and going, your and speedo's working, working it, it's a dash issue. Yeah, it's a dash issue. So it, if if every if everything's shifting fine, then we know that's okay. Yeah. It's more of a dash issue. I would say I'd probably just give it a a good slap upside the head, see if it starts working. Maybe on the dash. Yeah. And that's what I need. That's what I need to get slap upside the head. <laughs> they're not really. You can't tamper with them for the most part, especially the electronic ones. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. I'm I'm an old mechanic. I went to Ford plant. I'm in my eighties, high eighties. I went to Ford Planet School in the fifties oh. to work work on Ford Flatheads, but it's altogether a different ball game. Yeah, it is yeah. now. Yeah. Those we, days are long gone. Yeah, we've come a long way since then. Yeah, and you, you found out you got to go to school and to learn how to do stuff every year. You know, yeah. and that's it. So, so well, you'd say try a try another one or just forget about it. Well, I, you know, if you want, if you want something to do, I'd go I'd go get another one and try it. I mean, what 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 the heck else you're gonna do? And then. Okay. Uh, you got if you got that's what i'm looking that's what i'm looking for something to do yeah okay yeah that's what i would do hey and i i appreciate your show and i listen to it every time because i learn a lot good and that's cool that's great i really appreciate you guys we we, we appreciate you calling thanks for calling okay thanks for thanks the john and talk to you later Bye. yeah you know that's that happens on a lot of cards you know, it's, just, it's always one thing that's you don't realize how important it is, and then it just stops working. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I looked at the odometer in any of my cars because there's a light that comes on that tells me when to change the oil, right? When to put my seatbelt on because you know otherwise I wouldn't know. But well, yeah, I don't look at the speedometer very much. I, I, no. I guess I don't. I just kind of go with the flow of traffic and assume everybody yeah, else go with knows the flow of traffic, and I want to be in front of everybody. <laughs> yes, that's all there is to it. I don't kinda. even know why I have a speedometer. Can I take that option off? Well, I think you just just roll the rheostat down so you can't see anything. The appropriate lights that will pop up that are red and orange. That's all st- you need to know. Those will still come through, even if the rheostat's down and you can't really see it. Mm. That's that's what I've been told. These are things for another show. These are things for another show. <laughs> Here's an interesting one, Kyle. I, I found this interesting. So somebody had a Model X. And they were, of course, you know, Model X, well, they'll haul a little bit of something. So they, they took their jet ski and went to the ocean. Okay. They backed down the jet ski into the water and got got that off. So they go jet skiing. Good. But they lost traction and the 
Tesla kind of slipped into the water. Salt water and lithium, you know what that does? It sounds like a science experiment. It catches fire. But they got So put, now the ocean's on fire. Well, no, 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 just a little right around the boat ramp. Okay. So they just uh now that it's on fire and underneath the water, they uh just let it it extinguish itself underneath the water. It's kind of a little video of it kind of bur- bubbling and gurgling and everything mm. else. Once it finally extinguished itself, it uh, they put it onto a special carrier, hauled it to the impound lot, and kept it away from all the other cars that were there because <laughs> it's going to catch on fire again. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They catch on fire again in case it did. So this doesn't seem like a good thing. I just I never, I guess I didn't realize salt water reacted that way to lithium. And we're going to try it this afternoon with a couple apparently it leaf does. blower batteries. <laughs> so. Uh, somebody else put your boat in. That's, I guess that's the moral of that story. Mm. All right, 558-1110 five, five, is the numbers you get in next week. Get in early so we can answer your questions, get you back to fixing that car. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. Welcome to Sue's Frame Shop. Yes, can you frame these, please? Um, these are Nebraska Lottery Holiday Classic Scratch tickets. I know. Isn't the classic Christmas artwork on them just charming? Now, be sure not to smudge it when you frame them. But if you scratch them and enter non-winning tickets online, you could win up to $20,000. Give me those! Here's the quarter! Let's start scratching! Promotion ends January 3rd, 2024. Top prize odds vary by game.